Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. Going on, people. This is fucking what? Point hammered. What's happening? <laughs> the bastard here. Per Raj usual. here. Today. Always. Yeah. What's the date? Twenty third of February, two thousand and sixteen. I almost said two thousand and six. If only I could go back Blast to that day. <laughs> two thousand and six. Yeah. Let's not think about where I was then. Final year of college. <laughs> Still have my long hair then. Oh god! Oh yeah! Lifetime ahead of me. I was, I've been cleaning up my hard drive, trying to do some proper cloud backups here, and I found our first Adepticon team win—the one where you have really long hair and your eyes are closed. Oh, uh, like a photo? Yeah. Oh, cool! You should send that to me. Well, I can do that. I'm gonna be uh, talking about some some stuff I found while cleaning up my hard drive yeah, on the interesting. point hammered history today. So. <laughs> Excellent. What have you been up to, buddy? Not too much. Since Wapaka wrapped up, we've been pretty stoked about hobbying in general. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, had a week-long vacation to Florida in there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> basically put the kibosh on all hobbying. Mm. So all I could do is like think about all the stuff that I wanted to do and just hope that my motivation <laughs> stuck, stuck around. <laughs> Which... Get home and paint everybody's feet, dude. <laughs> That's how you do it. Turns out... <laughs> Paint the foot. Hashtag paint the foot. Just paint the foot. Just paint the foot. That's all it takes, man. Yeah, but I did get back. The motivation is pretty much held. I'm on the 100% paint challenge. I'm going strong here. Yeah, I now, I mentioned this kind of casually, I think probably in September or October, that I wanted to do this. And all I did was just kind of go through some stuff and eBay some models. But now... Um, you know, we got the baby coming and everything. And then actually, too, with Wapaka, I need more storage for the terrain and stuff that I built. Yeah. Kind of building like a little uh, hobby area in the basement. So I pulled out all my bins of all my shit that I have. And I've been going through each each of those bins and cataloging <laughs> exactly what I have. You're so cataloging every individual bit, I hope. <laughs> not the bits, just the models. Okay. But it is kind of... Tough going through trying to decide what is what is and what is a, a model. So stuff on the sprues. So if I had like, you know, I got these sprues. There's like three skellies on there. Yeah. I'll just clip them off and put them in the bits box. Yeah. So I got a I got a bits bin. I'm trying to get all my bits into one tiny little tub. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty much done with it. I haven't entered everything in the spreadsheet yet to see what the final numbers are. But it's looking well, well excess of a thousand models easily. Um, but we'll, I'm going to say probably around 1,500 maybe. But I'll have the final numbers. <laughs> of unpainted the, the shit? percentage. Well, that's like everything that I have. Okay. So actually I have quite a ton of painted stuff. Like yeah. it's probably like 30, 35% of it's painted. Yeah. Which yeah. seems pretty good you're number. You're dealing with like yeah thousands of models. <laughs> that's a pretty good number. Yeah. Because um, like a lot of the stuff, the chaos, I've pretty much unloaded all the like uh, different models that I have. So the stuff that's left is like weird shit that's yeah. like half converted and uh, stuff. Yeah. So I do have a bin of like just wish list models kind of. <laughs> but I kind of broke it down. I want to work on my saga for Akon and then there's an ITS at the end of April. I'm going to try to get my Infinity done for that. Where's that? Uh, it's going to be in the Twin Cities. Okay. R- remote Presence podcast peeps are running that thing that's the i was trying to remember the name of it the other day so i could look up that cast i couldn't remember it yeah remote presence those guys are cool that last episode is super informative yeah because they played a lot of noobs at paca yeah so they're pointing out all that dumb shit they were seeing when <laughs> 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 um, i went through the the skaven i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna do them because oh, yeah you're gonna finish yeah the i'm gonna well half of them are painted but Require That's not the scheme I'm going to use, yeah. but I'm going to leave them because the account is being painted. So my goal for all this is for Paca next year. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking at the Chaos Dwarves as well. And they're actually, when I bought that huge lot, maybe about a third of them actually were painted yeah. decently. So that counts as painted? They're painted, dude. <laughs> so that cuts down on some of the stuff. The big wild card is the being off for when the baby arrives. 
So I'm going to take whatever the maximum I can get. It's so probably like two months. You have to let me know how that goes because I'm curious. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that how that goes. Like I know the baby mostly sleeps, but you know, there can be complications and other stuff like that. And then uh, um, the other thing, too, whenever <laughs> you're yeah, I've had enough like summer breaks <laughs> yeah. and like winter breaks to know whatever grandiose plans you have for a large chunk of time like that, like generally wither like within like a couple of weeks. So you're planning on using your paternity leave to <laughs> pay models. To, to work on, burn out some, some models here. Have you told bit. Kelly about this? <laughs> uh, I told her about the challenge. Yeah. And uh, what's going on? We just have to see. So you know, it might be might be a lot of time. It might not. Two months. So on. that'll kind of. You're going to be. The chaos dwarves will depend on that really. Yeah. Um, if I don't. If there ends up not being too much time available. So. I'm going to probably end up selling them. But I would like to try to get them done because when you're looking through them you kind of get you just kind of giggling you know you just get a good feeling are you planning on doing this for age of sigmar um yeah so for the skaven i'll probably round base them the yeah. new guys i'm not really interested in playing age of sigmar i just want to work on the models yeah you know, like <laughs> it's kind of fun and i'm gonna kind of do like a speed speed up speed on the skaven so dip and maybe some other methods i'm gonna monkey around with um, for the cast wars, I don't really have any idea. Yeah. If I'm gonna, kind of interesting to see them on rounds, but you know, they're kind of classic models, so it might be better just to stick with squares. Sure. Kind of. Yeah. Pay homage to the roots. <laughs> of or, them. or just use the bases you already have sitting around <laughs> instead of having. Yeah, I do have like <laughs> Let's be a honest massively <laughs> huge collection of square bases. When I was going through everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do with all these things now? So <laughs> might just use those. So yeah, overall, I'm pretty stoked. We'll see how my motivation, if having a big plan like this. But I do have like individual milestones with the tournaments I'm shooting for and stuff like that. So okay. we'll probably be checking in, seeing how I'm doing here. But so you have a spreadsheet somewhere with every single yeah. Model I'm going to be. Own. I have everything written down, so I'm going to put it in the spreadsheet. Um, but I'm going to kick it off with a pretty big eBay wholesaling yeah. of the stuff that can actually be sold. Okay. And then I'm going to have it, probably have Andrew work on some stuff for me as well. Mm. Like I have some Flames of War finish, and I'm just going to get those to Andrew to assemble and paint them. Since yeah. it doesn't All right. really matter what too much what they look like. I will take it upon myself to catalog everything I own as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it's kind of it fun be. to see yeah. – all the old stuff that I kind of forgot about. Yeah. And then like I don't, trying to, you know, like, okay, well, what are you going to do with this? Like, you got anything. 11 months to decide. Yeah. I so. don't think I have a lot because all I ever kept, there's a handful of random things. That's where I think the fun part would be. But the only thing I kept other than that would be all the Ortonian shit I had amassed. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I would definitely be intrigued. Yeah. And, and then um, as part of that too, I think I'm going to have like a, I'm going to call it like my pack-up pledge is to get these done. So I'm throwing it out there right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and anything that's unpainted as of Wapaka 2017, I'm going to throw on the raffle. Okay. And there can be like a public shaming ceremony. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw it out there for anybody else who wants to make some sort of pack-up pledge. Uh, paint a new army. It doesn't have to be 100% paint challenge, but basically you just set a goal for yourself. Yeah. And we can all touch base and, you know, Nothing too fancy. You're going to decide if you made it or not or what the rules are of your particular pledge. So, Okay. Probably send out an email to everybody about that, but I think that could potentially kind of fun. Cool. What have you been doing? Painting feet? Well, I finished the Asuras model for the LF Infinity game. Oh, okay. And that turned out really badass. I was riding super high. Plus, it painted up really fast relative to the robot I had done previously. Mm-hmm. So I decided I was going to intermix and do a human model and then a robot model. Technically, I think all the LF stuff is robots, but yeah. um, or most of them are. But some of them actually look like robots and some of them look like humans. So the human-looking ones and the robot-looking ones I was going to try and intersperse just to keep the painting varied. So then I started painting this tack bot mm-hmm. and the Dakini tack bot. Discovered that it was quite a bit like the Diva Bot. Like from the waist down, it's the same fucking model. Uh, I think you glue a little dick on it that the other one didn't have, but <laughs> otherwise it's identical. And it gets these extra plates over its shins as well. But mm-hmm. so I was painting through. I got the legs done, 
and then I was like, oh, this is the same fucking model. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of like the fusiliers. Yeah, yeah, like they all, yeah I'm assuming that's what they, they. Everybody has the same kind of boot. All the guys have a the mm. same boot. So you can kind of like see the same their... armor, even on like the heavier armor. Yeah, you know, they all they're kind of similar. I uh, so that kind of made my motivation hit the fucking toilet. Um, I. But I'm cruising on it. I haven't had a f- I had haven't had a few days here to work because I've been dealing with apartment shit. And yesterday I got tattooed for five fucking hours, so mm. there was that. And then I spent a week in New Orleans, Nolens, Nolens, <laughs> down south in the warmth. It was pretty fucking cool checking out the bayous and the fucking shithole town that mm-hmm. it pretty much is. <laughs> I heard you had a run in with some beast man. Uh, yeah, there was some wild fucking boar out in the woods. <laughs> Huge, hairy, wild boar out in the fucking bayous that we saw on the bayou tour. And you can, we didn't know this, but the gay guys from Chicago that were sitting next to us on the boat, it's like an open boat. These dudes are from Chicago. They must have done it before because they brought a big old bag of marshmallows. So they fucking knew. <laughs> and I was wondering, where the fuck are these guys got this? You know, are they going to get hungry on the trip and they just uh-huh. love marshmallows? Or what? <laughs> sure as shit. Once the wild critters, because these Bayou tour fuckers have all the critters out there trained. When they hear the bullets come, they'll run up on the bullets or he got to this one spot and he just started whistling real loud and that's when this whole fucking herd of wild boar showed up. <laughs> they're just stoked. like They're just like, hey, happy to see you and shit and you can throw marshmallows at them and they just pick them out of the water and eat them. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty fucking entertaining. It's weird to be close to these like, big fucking hairy wild animals but you're essentially like in a lake. It's just really shallow and there's mm-hmm. trees poking up everywhere because this, this time of the year the water level is really high. I guess it'll be lower at other times of the year like in the summer. Also, this time of the year, a lot of the animals will go into the water because all the crocodiles or the alligators hibernate. Mm -hmm. So any alligator over like a couple feet can't get warm this time of the year. So they just hibernate under the water on the bottom, mixed up in the silt. How closely did these boars resemble the Games Workshop plastic kits? Uh, pretty close. How big were their tasks? <laughs> if you're looking at like the new ones that the orcs ride, mm-hmm. pretty fucking close. That's I'd, cool. Yeah, they were the the tusks. They don't look the same. Like the tusks yeah. come out in a different way, but in terms of the body, they're just these big fucking hairy beasts. So it's pretty pretty cool to see. And they got like tame raccoons that just hop from tree to tree to get over to the boat <laughs> to catch fucking marshmallows. Give me them damn marshmallows, man! I was trying to take video. I couldn't get the video to work on my camera, but I got a lot of pictures of it. Super fucking cute. Just like whining and reaching over for some marshmallows and shit, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that was a good time. And then modeling wise, I saw that they announced that bits went up, and according to the PFP podcast, that's going to be Infinity. So I'm going to try and get my Infinity stuff painted for okay. bits. Um, yeah, pretty the, still, uh, I, the problem is I haven't actually played a game of Infinity, so <laughs> that's what's holding me back from just signing up right now. Um, yeah, I think. There was a lot of newbies at PACA, and it worked out pretty good. Yeah. There was a mix of real veterans and noobs, Yeah, and everybody got along pretty well. Sure. So yeah. I, I think we probably have that for another year or two right. as far as the Infinity events. Here's the thing. I'm painting all these models and putting in all this time for a game that I might play. I'm like, this is fucking lame sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Just bail on it. <laughs> Either way, the models are cool enough that it's worth it. And then if I decide it sucks, I'm sure I can sell them for a, a very well-painted fucking bro, mm-hmm. bunch of bros for a good amount. So there is that. So anyway, um, that's what I've been up to. Painting this tack bot. Fuck, the human models probably take half the time the tack bots do, though. So it's a little, like getting to the actual robots. Yeah, it's is, more uh, like, it's just easier to do, like more organic, kind of yeah. rounder. Yeah, and you can... Yeah, and it, you just don't it have like all these little like, segments and sections yeah. and details. It's like you paint a leg, and it's just a fucking leg. You know, there might be a little detail, a different color on the side, yeah. but still. Like, kind of looks like they're wearing, like, skin suits or something. Yeah, so exactly. There's, like, large areas of unbroken where you can do. The service model, people, and stuff. yeah, they paint it like it's naked. They always give her nipples and shit, but I didn't do that. <laughs> That's my piggish nature. <laughs> <laughs> If I decide to sell them, I'll probably go back and add them because I think it'd be worth more if she had some nips. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, so there's that. But nah, that's that's about what I've been up to. Okay. What do we got for the fucking email of the week, buddy? I let's talk about. Uh, I had sent Davy. Oh yeah. Um, so I ended up getting in touch with Andrew Stano over at Chaosort.com, and as I wanted to order some more Infinity shit anyways, I got the limited edition Achilles model for the Left Force. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I was like, well, I might as well just give Davey a, a gift certificate. So uh, I tried to arrange that, and, and then Andrew just ended up donating it. So cheers to Andrew over at chaosorc.com. Oh, cool. I don't know if you ever browse his site, but if you're bored at work sometime, you might end up buying shit because he's got so much stuff <laughs> on there. And, like The prices are really good, too, and uh-huh. he's, he's been awesome to work with every time I've interacted with him. So uh, cheers to him for that, and uh, if you're bored, check out chaosorc.com. Mm. Good deal. Appreciate him supporting our little contest Thanks, buddy. after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to Davey as so well. Davey, uh, appreciate Davey and everybody else that wrote in as well. So. Excellent. Event of the week? You want to do yeah, Holy, Holy, War, Wars. Holy Wars or Bits? Um, well, Holy Wars is this Let's weekend. Do Holy Wars. Yeah. I end up having to bail. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. No Butcher and Andrew are going, so maybe we can get them on to talk about it afterwards. But ah. yeah, I got some How'd you personal shit that, I that. just can't can't put off at the moment so there's a chance i'll still be able to go it just depends um but i didn't want to wait till the last minute and bail when there was a chance i couldn't go so i just told them to give up my spot and if i can go i'll just fucking drive down and okay, show yeah up i and think i've seen that there's actually maybe two potentially three spots including yours oh yeah that might be up for grab so sure so there is that, that last i was really stoked to fucking off. go too mostly because yeah, like pretty awesome last McClure year yeah a really good time so it's a little disappointing yeah, cozy yeah and the fucking Just terrain chill. yeah i've been watching the terrain progress and looks like they got some pretty epic fucking infinity terrain coming together too for yeah, that yeah big so table i know i was really I'm looking forward for to getting in my fucking <laughs> infinity games no it's too. a lot of effort so that's fucking how it goes mm-hmm. but uh yeah and then bits we should get some more details on that and talk about that next time probably okay looks like yeah. it's gonna be all infinity though i'm really no it's a mix of there's like Kings of War. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. There's three games. Some other stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. And they're, they're, I think they're also doing a pack of style thing where if you want to run something, you're welcome to. Mm, so. Okay. Yeah, I was tentatively planning on that, but we've got all these baby baby classes <laughs> every weekend in June now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Can't snake out of one to go to a Warhammer uh, or an Infinity Tournament? <laughs> I was talking about Gen Con, yeah. but she wasn't too happy about that. When's so that? I'm just preemptively not going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Gen Con is like first weekend of August. Yeah, okay. So, so sadly, I'll be able to make that. Oh, yeah. that's we'd be out, Dude, you're on paternity leave, bro. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, woman, <laughs> you got it. You got to get her. I'll be back in two months. <laughs> want that baby nice and healthy when I return. You're, you're leaving every weekend the whole time. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Gotta milk that shit. All right, so let's talk about my um, book stuff. Yeah. What's on the Hastings bookshelf this week? I just started reading the fifth season, and I'm only like 10, 15 pages in. And that's the one by... The Black Woman, yeah, which we talked about before. Uh, very N.K. Jemison. Yeah. So I think you could tell it's written by a woman versus a man just because the writing style is so different from anything else I've read. It's a really – Yeah. It's, it's like she's talking to but you and telling you a story. It's not like you're reading a you know, first-person, third-person um, story. So. I've read a lot of – like sci-fi and fantasy novels by yeah. female authors. Like last year, I was purposely yeah. seeking them out sure. just to kind of broaden my horizons a bit. And yeah, I think it's more just this particular okay, author, this author, this, this particular book. This it's particular definitely author. a unique style of writing. But I, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. So I, mm-hmm. I'm only about ten, fifteen pages in at this point. So but it's definitely intriguing. The story is cool and interesting so far. Mm-hmm. So I'll, once I get through that i'll give a little more on that but so i've been reading or listening to the lies of lock lamora and also listening to and reading through the shattered sea half a war book which is the third one in the series and i'm about 30 minutes from finishing this lies of lock lamora <laughs> nice and it got really fucking good i've been like it's crazy the story fucking goes all over the place mm-hmm. but it's really good and yeah, really. i'm really stoked to see how it ends right now is the end part where they're carrying the sculptures up to dump them in the fountain on the top of the building that makes any sense but one thing about these two books is as i'm reading and listening to them in tandem they both talk about elves that had lived previously in the places they lived and elves that were clearly humans in a society like we're in because they have like Uh, high rises and concrete i don't know about lies a lot glamora but he kind of elaborates further on that and some of the later books books? yeah right now it just sounds like they're somewhere in a big city and there's like big steel glass buildings yeah there is like he references later it's more like uh like an ancient magical society yeah 
in Liza Locke Lamora. Sure. He, they kind of postulate on what exactly happened and why yeah. uh, the magic is the way that it is. Like there's a, just one group of people basically right. doing it. Yeah, and the why, Bonds why Mage Eye. Yeah, the Bonds Mage and why they don't take over the world and stuff like that if they're yeah. so powerful. He kind of elaborates on that. Okay. Well, at this point, it sounds very similar because it's like yeah. this previous race of people. There's relics and bridges and high-rise mm-hmm. buildings and shit like that. So it's it's weird reading them in tandem and having the same fucking theme going through both of them or listening to them in tandem. So pretty fucking intriguing. Either way, Locke Lamore has been a really fucking awesome yeah, book. It's, it's gone solid. all over the place. I like because you get to a cliffhanger and then he's like, interlude. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes off on a fucking tangent story for like fifteen to thirty minutes, and they're always interesting and good. Mm-hmm. And you get then you get some background on what's going to apply to the next part of the story. So it's really fucking cool that way. But you're always like, ah, I just want to fucking know it. Ha-. And if you had the book, you just flip ahead and read the next fucking uh-huh. chapter. <laughs> but since you're listening to the audio book, you're just stuck. So there is that. And then in terms of the Shattered Sea series that. Half a War was definitely the best book in the series. That, that was really cool. And um, I enjoyed it more than the other two books. I still think I'm going to try to avoid any more like, young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I do adult-level <laughs> books because it's just simplified. You don't get the background story you want. So, mm-hmm. um, But either way, it was well worth, well worth the read. Decent. And I got them from the library, so I didn't purchase them or anything. But. Okay, good deal. Yeah. You're going to check out... The Locke Lamora sequels yeah. coming up here. In fact, I'm going to look those up at the library. <laughs> yeah, I think the second one's like Red Red Seas and a Red Sky or something like that. Yeah. Each one has its own twist to it. So that one's, they end up like becoming sailors and like hitting the, you know, <laughs> nice the open oceans. Yeah. <laughs> and then I read the, the third one last year. It's like more politics and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the setup for the fourth one is... The gentlemen bastards are going to war. So that no, that they, one looks cool. The first one, they went to war at the at the gang level. But well, this is like battlefield okay. shit. <laughs> so. Lamora is not a fighter, so I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but his boy fucking Tannen sure the hell is. Yeah, it's like a fucking epic fight scene where he fights those two There's twins. Two chicks, yeah. yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. It's got like the dual like, like oh, hatchets, man. and you don't know if he's gonna fucking die because they kill off a lot of motherfuckers in that book. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit. So yeah, that was such a good book. Really, that's highly really recommended if you haven't been through it yet. So. What have you been fucking reading or listening to, buddy? I haven't been listening too much, but on the vacay, burned through a couple different books. I want to talk about one that I kind of found refreshing is uh, Project Nemesis. This is by Jeremy Robinson. Yeah. It's a part of it's uh, book one in the Kaiju series. Yeah. So it's a book about, it's like modern day, but uh, the giant, like Godzilla's. And Pacific Rim shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so it's like nothing else I've ever read before. It's like a movie. It, it, it reads like a movie. It's kind of like script, like turned into like book form. Yeah. There's like coincidences and like he's using like a skin suit, go flying with like wings and stuff. Sure. And then like they need a chopper <laughs> and then it's like Vietnam vet shows up. He's like, I heard you on the band. Like I heard you need a chopper. <laughs> and then, like he's also got like a minigun on the side of it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. like, but so I'm like, of course, of course that's going to happen. But it's pretty, pretty fun read. Yeah. And, uh, kind of takes place in the Northeast, like in Maine and Boston gets, fucking hammered pretty bad <laughs> oh, yeah. but i just set up i think there's at least three other books okay and there's looks like there's potential for some monster on monster action going forward here but it's pretty fun i'm gonna check out the second one for sure okay uh, but it's mostly it's fun because it's not it's not sci-fi it's not fantasy maybe it is sci-fi i don't know there's no spaceships or anything like that <laughs> going on it's like modern day kind of stuff so it was kind of different i think that's probably what i enjoyed the most about it okay like the quality of the writing is decent and yeah. the plot is kind of dumb average but <laughs> what, yeah you can't really you're expecting giant monsters you can't really be too critical of the plot points going in so as long as you keep that in mind you'll be you'll be going good okay anyways what have you been obsessing about um 
Uh, I pretty much covered it with Eliza Lacklamora there. Okay. Yeah, I, you I don't a really watch factor there. Yeah, I don't watch TV anymore, so I think I covered like three books in my section there. So since I'm off the TV, okay. Yeah, we've been doing pretty much like one show at a time here. So we finished up the Expanse, which is on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, I think they were talking about this on PFP also. Yeah, it's fucking. It's cool. Um, I could see that. There's some of the outfits and stuff are kind of Infinity esque. Oh yeah. Um, Have you but, looked into? I did, I found some links online that was Infinity cosplay. Oh <laughs> uh, really? Well worth a Google search, my friend. <laughs> you could take a look. I've been telling, talking to Bear, I'm like he has to make like me a full, like uh, heavy infantry, <laughs> oh. like uh, Father Knight costume for next year. It's the only way he can one up himself. <laughs> <laughs> Full suit of Achilles armor, uh, yeah. flowing blonde wig. Uh, yeah, I can see that. It's kind of it's got an anime kind of spin. Yeah, which most of the cosplayers are into that kind of shit. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it a look. See here, full full bosomed. Yeah, it's never like it is of in the course. miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be like fucking chicks oh, with sore backs. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know from the cosplay stuff I've seen. Yeah, it seems like you don't get very far unless you're like yeah. a fucking triple D or double <laughs> F or something. Pump them up. <laughs> I don't even know the sizes. Yeah. F, G. Where does it end? I don't know. Bigger in your head. Callie's starting to show, by the way. She's oh, yeah. moved into the D, the D <laughs> bras ears. <laughs> you're enjoying that or no? Yeah. It's <laughs> we can't touch them, of course. They're too sore or what? Too tender, yeah. Yeah. A little maddening, but she'd be to D. She thinks they're going to get bigger too. Uh-huh. So. Doesn't do you much good and can't touch them. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, our arrangement is I like stick my hands out and then she'll walk into them and oh. kind of press into them at a comfortable pressure. Can you squeeze or no? No, no squeezing. <laughs> you, can get banned. Like a- you can get banned for like a week, dude. Do that. <laughs> so it's like titty bar rules. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, really. So, okay. Anyways. Well, that's interesting. A little insight into the <laughs> Rogers take, marriage. Take a little break. <laughs> so my last music pick was uh, nerdy white rapping. I've been continuing my investigation into this genre of music. <laughs> Found this dude Schaefer, the Dark Lord. <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like a Dark Lord. Really nerdy. Yeah, uh. <laughs> but he's got some sick rhymes, yo. <laughs> Okay. Um, so this one is called The Opener. It's off his last album. It's just under four minutes, but I think. All right. Let's lay it on. Point Hammer fans will get a kick out of it. <laughs> cool. Check it, Mr. Sound Guy in the booth, hey what's up? Please put your fingers on those faders, push them all the way up So I can holler at all of these people, so I can welcome them as they are entering So I can let them all know what they're getting, and maybe I'll yell at them Ladies and gentlemen, I have every intention of giving your disbelief suspension Only requesting several seconds worth of your precious attention So I can't hit the stage and warm it up, it's so cold Here we go, so you thought you might like to go to the show Let's have us a laugh, now lift up your glass, and here's who was hoping it lasts I'd like to introduce you all to your opening act, yeah. Open up your eyes, open up your mind, open up your heart, open up your hands, open up, all right. Open up your arms, open up your wallet, open up your mouth, the opener has come to open up tonight. Last name, Dark Lord, first name, Schaefer, but everybody's always misspelling that shit when they're listening up in the paper, and if you cannot remember that, then you can just as easily be calling me S. The D to the goddamn D. I come from NYC, specifically from Queens. Always rock a suit on stage, never tease and jeans. I have released these CDs on which I've talked of my disease. If you get nerds hot nightly, well, then you're a lot like me. See, I'm an oddity, an oddball, an anomaly, and I got all of my skills from my history, musical theater, and heavy metal and comedy. All of these rotten kids calling me labels that I've been unable to keep on on to me. Honestly, I've managed to amass a modestly sized following. Follow me. We're gonna go on an adventure, we're all in this together, now ready or not, here comes 
comes a heavy weather all aboard but just should be warned if we are delayed i'm to blame because guess what i'm still the sickest passenger on this train yeah open up your eyes open up your mind open up your heart open up your hands open up all right open up your arms open up your wallet open up your mouth the opener has come to open up tonight everyone's waiting to see what will happen now who is this stranger that's rapping you're asking my fans have been nagging when you coming back and while i'm in the lab is still tracking this action and if you downloaded this record for free then good for lucky you and if you've already memorized all of the words whoopty fucking do dude i'm humbled and honored and grateful and all of the rest you'd expect but i am so old and so cranky at times it is so hard to hide my contempt please don't take it personally if i am cool with the if i should scarily snap back in my defense i already warned you all i'm a very bad man and i've had struggles with drugs and lots of weird issues with sex it's true just ask my therapist and my army of exes too callous with my family a jackass to my friends but i'll never change i'll never apologize and i'll never attempt amends but back to the show so now that i have been released from my cage i page your headline show them to their place upstage as i rap and i point and i sweat and i spit and i swear and i kill and i shout then drop my mic light my piano on fire and bounce them out yeah open up your eyes open up your mind open up your heart open up your hands open up all right Alright. Today it's my turn to do a little point hammered history. Point hammered history. So during my hard drive cleanup, which is still ongoing because it's shocking how much bullshit you accumulate, but I discovered from back in seventh edition Warhammer, before Games Workshop started putting out magic cards, I purchased a Magic the Gathering card maker. <laughs> and I made spell cards <laughs> that looked like magic cards for all the spells that we had back then. And I did my best effort to use <laughs> pictures of everybody yeah, that we knew. Your incorporated members. I think what I'll do is I'll put a blog post yeah, up and I'll upload that. all these. And then you guys can see what I'm talking about. Uh, back then you had uh, Laura Beast with... The first spell was the bear's anger. There was no default spell. There was no zero level spell then. But the bear's anger's got a picture of the bear holding some of the Sigmarian weapons that he made. <laughs> yeah, that's from that's really old. <laughs> that's from the old Jade Cove yeah, for sure. Maybe like oh six. He looks like he's five. A lot heavier. If you look at him in this pic, you'll see why we started calling him the bear because he was actually a heavy guy. Mm-hmm. And then. The Beast Cowers was the second spell. <laughs> there's a picture of Domus dressed up like a clown. Must be his no, wife next to him. He's a heifer. Oh, yeah, a, a cow, sorry. And his wife next to him dressed up as a witch. So it must be a... Must have pulled that off Facebook or yeah, something Halloween. for Halloween, yeah. <laughs> that cow costume's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few other real winners here. Got the Laura Death. Mm-hmm. Good old Doom and Darkness was a picture of... It must be us fellas at the bar, because that's all we ever did back then, holding up our cans of hams. So it's just four cans of hams. <laughs> Some of my cats first. You still have the program, dude? Maybe we should make some Age of Sigmar spell cards, man. <laughs> I could do that. Walking Death was Joe Rogers on Halloween, dressed up like Borat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wearing a suit with a creepy fucking mustache, giving a thumbs up. A couple other fucking silly ones here. Some of these I really went over the top on, but these were the days when you had to do fun shit to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out what I was going for with, there's a Zinch spell, Violet Fire of Zinch, which is literally just Violet Fire, and I must have cropped the bear's head out and just put his head floating in space. <laughs> it's fucking power chaos, dude. Back before Games Workshop made it easy to do everything, mm-hmm. there used to be this default spell called the Wild Call. It was a beast man only spell that the shamans would get. It was a fucking worthless piece of shit, really. Oh wait, no, this uh, one was really good, right? Yeah, is that you can move like twelve a inches? One, yeah, and you could make a charge with it. That's what it, that was the fucking yeah, big you thing. Yeah, get it from like that staff or something, didn't you? Staff of dark Ops. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> staff of dark Ops. Staff of dark Ops. So the wild call was the spell, and the picture is a fucking X-ray of a cell phone stuffed up someone's asshole. It's <laughs> 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 a pretty wild call. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'll blog those. They're yeah, pretty interesting there. just for old time's sake. I 
think you need to make some Age of Sigmar wines. It'd be pretty easy because there's I think I two s- or three generic ones, and then I scrapped the program yeah, I used for that. But for I'm pretty ways. sure in this day and age, you could probably just do it over the web through a web program. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have spell cards, so that'd you be pretty. And there's only like two or three spells that do. Look it up. It works if you get access <laughs> to those sites. <laughs> in that case, it's definitely getting done. Yeah. And now that I got the, we've been making magic proxy cards for our nerd nights. Me and Shitty Schmitty. Ah, uh, funny. So we, I don't know if you've been saw the pictures on Twitter, but he Saturday I went over there. We played with a deck that had he purchased that would have been worth over twenty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like it's all dual lands and there's lotuses and moxes and shit in there. Oh, funny! It's really fun to play with, and it's cool. So we upped our MTG game. We still buy like the cheap cards, but anything that's just that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it really. You just get some sleeve, you know, generic sleeves, well, print them out. You, what you do is you just take acetone and strip a card, and then you can print on it. Mm. Fucking, and if you varnish it and hit it with some uh, digital medium first, the prints come out almost perfect. Like, you can't really? tell the fucking difference. So, I think. I'm curious, you should snag one of those. Let me. I would just want to see it in the flash, see what you're talking about. It sounds really interesting. I have. Can you grab one? I have one here. here. I'll give it a show to you. I have a necropotence that he made for me on the spot. Um, But, yeah, it was the quality is epically good. The only tricky part is you have to apply a few chemicals to the card before you print. Like Mm -hmm. I said, uh, you want to varnish it first and then digital medium it and then varnish it afterwards. Um, But anything with a white border is really easy. The black borders get a little bit tricky, but Mm -hmm. um, still doable. I suppose people probably figured it out. Yeah. Like I'm. Sure, someone is like trying to make a black lotus that they can sell. Oh, actually, it off. is there? There's is a, that a thing, really like big counterfeit, market counterfeit for, cards. That's a that's a big issue. Um, and when you strip a card and then reprint it, it'll pass most of the tests. So because you, you have a rip uh, test and uh, a bend test and all this shit, and it'll pass all the tests. Um, so you got that concern. It's really easy to strip them too with acetone. It, it only takes three or four minutes to strip a card down, and it, it'll be perfectly white on the face. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that's how we've been doing it. And if you look on eBay, a proxy set of like dual lands still go for thirty to fifty bucks. Something that's they call them proxies. It's illegal because they're counterfeit cards, yeah. but people still sell them on eBay and just advertise them as proxies and. I don't see them getting canceled because I was just going to buy a bunch of proxies because why fuck around printing them? I was like, I'm not paying yeah, fucking 30 bucks. It's pretty labor intensive. For fake cards, yeah. So once you get set up to do it, I mean, well, why not? Yeah. Schmitty did it for me on the spot and it was really easy. <laughs> that sounds cool. And we don't plan on selling these yeah. or anything because why fucking get in trouble and it's a big hassle. <laughs> yeah. And I got enough shit going on as it is. <laughs> but I was well impressed with the quality. So, yeah. That's my uh, Point Hammond history. Interesting. And Magic the Gathering card counterfitting segment. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for a podcast, buddy? Podcast. You talking about some remote presence? <laughs> nah. Uh, uh, maybe I'll talk about them did. next time. Yeah, <laughs> Give them a listen. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, my podcast. So I've not been doing any audiobooks, but I have been listening to the Scald podcast, which is S K A L D, which is like. The uh, Saga? Uh, well, a scald is kind of like a bard, yeah. from like Viking, the Norse Viking bard, time. Bard, so that's yeah. just the name of the podcast. Okay. It's like an audio uh, story told by this guy, ah. Aubrey Sitterson. So it's kind of, it's almost just like an audio version of like classic. Like the character's name is Maul and he carries like a club with him, but it's uh, it's actually like a branch from the world tree that he carries with him. <laughs> Sweet. So it's fucking cool. And... Uh, there's like different realms and stuff like that. He's like trying to reclaim his ancient birthright, but he's like a kind of like a Conan the Barbarian type okay. thing. So the stories are like super reminiscent of those like Niflheim. classic books. Yeah, he's being pursued by elves, and he goes into different realms. And there's like all kinds of crazy shit, kind of just like <laughs> classic Conan stories. So they're there's um they're probably like fifteen to twenty to thirty minutes, and there's. Is it like 48 or something of them so far? I'm probably, I think I'm on episode 14. Yeah. But it's really, it's really cool. The guy does a really good job. So he like writes them and produces them and he kind of, the purpose of it is for like an audio story. Although I think he went back and has put them into like written form. Yeah. But he's trying to evoke. You know, like the ancient scald tradition, sure. telling stories and stuff like that. So it, it's really good. The, the stories are really awesome. They're really fun. Okay. Check it out. 
Scald. I will note that. All right, we got useful hobby product Johnny's segment. First, <laughs> he's a useful hobby product virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about that. <laughs> Is so there a better name than useful hobby product segment. Um, I think so. I better come up with something clever. I'll put that on my list. <laughs> okay. it, we at least got to add some fucking alliteration, dude. Yeah. We alliterate everything. Yeah, that's the way to do it. All right, so today I'm going to talk about the simple fucking toothpick. Whoa. I use a toothpick nah. on every single model I paint, and I would say it raises the quality of what I do probably 50%, significantly. Okay. So what you do to. is you go get yourself a set of... Go to whatever your local stores. Get round toothpicks with both ends pointed. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I just keep a hobby knife out and shave the tips a little bit so you get a fine point because usually the points on them are a little flat. And then as you're painting your model, you know, once in a while you'll fuck up. You'll get paint over a line somewhere you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Take a toothpick. You get a little wet in your mouth, and then you can rub it on the model, and it works just like an eraser takes the shit off. You've got to get a feel for how much pressure to use because you will take off more than you want. But if you're painting a model and like you know one section's dry and you're working on a different section and you fucking just get a little swatch or splatter or whatever on it, the dry mm-hmm. paint or the wet paint will come right off with a wet toothpick. You like put it in your mouth, get it wet, rub it off. If it's not off, get a little, get a little wet again. If it doesn't come completely off, use the other end. And so you can essentially use it as an eraser to clean up your fuck ups. And the other thing it works really good for is as you're blending. So let's say you're blending multiple colors, uh, you know, one shade to a next. If you can see a blend line, you can go with one of those toothpicks, again, wetted with a little bit of spit, and you can fix your blend. So if you're not a very good painter or you're an average painter, you can use the toothpick method to f- make your blends perfect. That's how... It takes, it takes more time because you got another step in the process, and every time you fucking paint a layer, you're going, you got to do it too. It works a lot better. Um, like you paint your layer, and then you know within the next 30 seconds to a minute, you want to go back with the toothpick to fix it before it completely dries. Mm-hmm. Even if it looks dry, it's still going to be a little bit dry, not set up yeah. right. Um, so Interesting. It's just one of those simple little things that I've always done, and it's always made for like all those perfect blends I get. Anytime I fuck one up, I fix it that way. So you all, I recommend just sit down and try it. Fuck with it a little bit and see if it works for you. Um, the key is just to get the round okay. toothpicks. And I literally bought a big fucking bin of them from the Walmart years ago, and I'm still working on them. That's fucking solid tip. Yeah, I'll use, like, for an eraser, I'll just use, like, little ripped pieces of paper. But uh, I can see, yeah, just because I didn't know. You can't use metal, you know, right. but the wood's kind of like porous. Yeah, it kind of sops it up. If you have a bigger fuck up, you know, just take your toothpick, get it wet, nibble on the tip a tiny bit to make it bigger and wider, almost like a little weird fucking wooden brush, and you can clean up better with that mm-hmm. if, you, if you got a big fuck up. Um, but, okay. you know, and then as you're painting, then you kind of see your blends coming together like that. Eventually, you just get the hang of it and you don't need it. Like, your blends are just perfect, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take a fucking mediocre layering job and make a perfect fucking blend out of it with the tip of a wet toothpick. So that's the fucking pro tip. God damn it. Hastings <laughs> dropping the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think we're about done here, buddy. I got a shitload of toothpicks. So I'm gonna have I've to been have thinking that. about doing a video on that, but and I do have the GoPro, so I might put together a little video for the blog. Um, and you know, again, it's one of those things that it's one more step and it does take longer. And if you don't have the hang of it, you will once in a while, you'll go to fix a blend and you'll take off everything you did before it. Yeah. Yeah, You'll do, you'll do all the way back down to the base color with these fucking metal infinity models. If you're not careful, you'll go all the way down to the metal and then it's like, well, now I I boned myself. I kind of got to start over here. So you got to get a feel for the pressure. You, the key to not fucking it up is to get to fixing the blend. You don't want it to be wet. Like the paint needs to be dry, but you want it to have just dried. Mm-hmm. As you can see it when it's wet, and all of a sudden, look, it looks dry. Boom, get on it. Fucking pounce, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if, if you wait for it to dry completely, then it's you're not going to get it off. Like if you wait till the next day and try and fix a blend, you can't do it. Um, toothpicks are also real handy for gluing. When I'm super gluing shit. Yeah, um, that's what I... I'll I use them a lot. Put for. like a, 
two or three drops of super glue in the bottom of one of my paint cups and then I'll just dip the tip of it in there, roll it around to get Precision, a tiny yeah. drop, yeah, and you can apply it that way without cuz you know if you try and drip it in there even with one of them long things, you get one drop, one drop is too fucking much. Then you always got to like dab it off on a fucking paper towel or something. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the other uses, but the main one that I and I use it every fucking time I paint a model, mostly just because you know, you're painting one section, there's two legs close together, you fucking fuck up a spot that you have perfectly blended on the other leg. Well, guess what, bitch? Like, I can fix this with no fucking problem <laughs> with a little wet toothpick action. So, um, okay. so yeah, the toothpick eraser kind of, there's a word for it, like a smudge stick or a cheater. I used to think about it as a cheater stick when I used to need it for all my blends to be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But... I recommend giving that a go. If you need to pick up those toothpicks, head on over to <laughs> the Point Hammer website. <laughs> click on through that Amazon link. We'll get a cut of that. We'll get a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> Wet these beaks. I just bought a five hundred dollar blender on there, and then I bought I bought two other things this week through the Amazon links. So I'm supporting the show. I think we were the only two. <laughs> <laughs> it appears so. <laughs> okay. Question I did have uh, of the month. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. Um, relating back to the toothpicks, I'd be curious if anyone has used the toothpick like this before, or even heard of it. I mentioned as far, it as far as the blending way back, probably a hundred episodes ago. I mentioned this, and then I never heard anything back. And later, I was like, I wonder if I should have said that because that's like one of my secrets to getting like perfect fucking models every mm-hmm. time. So, but yeah, let us. Let us know your thoughts if you give it a give it a try, and have any questions. The old bastard here will probably. <laughs> oh yeah, I can give some more advice. I think I will put together a video once I can. The problem is I paint in a fucking cave now. Our house mm-hmm. is like the dankest fucking house on the planet. So getting light from the right perspectives. Maybe if I had like a GoPro that would strap to my fucking chin like a <laughs> chin dildo or something. <laughs> I know That'd this isn't sweet. a sex toy segment, but... <laughs> you get, like, a law enforcement, like, chest cam or something. <laughs> you think those are good in the macro? Good <laughs> <laughs> close-ups. So, we'll see. I got that GoPro. I spent fucking 500 bucks on it. Should probably get some use. I do have a forehead cam, but I think the forehead would just be bopping against the light the whole time. <laughs> might be problematic. Okay. Good deal. Well, I think that's going to wrap this shit up. What do you think? I think... Let's reiterate, people need to fucking click through the website if you're buying anything <laughs> on eBay or Amazon. Fucking get on Ting. Anybody I've known that's got on Ting has been fucking super stoked about it, by the way. Mm-hmm. So click through our site, get on Ting. These beaks are fucking dry, people. <laughs> I had to go begging fucking slow. Andrew Stanton at castork.com to fucking help us out. <laughs> I fucking owe that guy a blowjob now. <laughs> I told him Raj would deliver. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. This is why we never get sponsors. Well, plus, we never took sponsors. Yeah. Let me talk about sucking their dicks. <laughs> so, I think we're done, buddy. Nice, we got okay. anything else? Yeah. What are you going to kick what it out of here? With miserable some more, song are you going to. more Schaefer, the Dark Lord. This one's called Giant Iron Snake. Mm. It's, it's pretty fucking cool. All right. That's my bees. Suck my balls. Stalin industry is ground to a halt. Vultures are calling. All the people crowd into the streets. Sirens and cries. Our last chance to leave the island. Our last chance to survive. People speak of our three queens. All were forced to flee into exile. To a lost isle far across the sea. They have summoned all of their subjects to follow their leads. Some heed the call. Some follow in search of their families. The road will be rough, I'm sure. Could lead me to a grave. But I've lived life as a coward. Now is the time to be brave. A simple worker, a common peasant. Not much of a man at all. But if I do this, I will be a hero, proud and standing tall. Water is too choppy, so I go beneath the streets into the tunnels dug for centuries that lead to the east. The legends speak of a creature that lives here underneath a subterranean colossus, a mechanical beast. So I go down, down beneath these streets, but I know.
I feel the bones. These catacombs are a tomb. The giant iron snake approaches, slithering. Its eyes light up the darkness, glistening. It's listening. I know it knows that I'm here. It slows as it nears. My moment to strike arrives. Show it no fear. I go and thrust my blade into its scaly iron side. Tear a hole open with both hands, crawling to its inside. And I find in the beast's belly all its previous hunters. Half-eaten bodies of others number in hundreds. All the dirty and dead-eyed survivors frozen in state. They tried and died before me and met horrible fates. There's not a moment to wait. No way I'll die in this place. So help me God, I will slay or ride this giant iron snake. And I know if I can harness it, I can ride the beast. But oh no, the giant iron snake will not go in peace. If I'm slow, that awful monster will deliver defeat. And if I do nothing, I will be nothing. And I know if I can harness it, I can ride the beast. But oh no, the giant iron snake will not go in peace. If I'm slow, that awful monster will deliver defeat. And if I do nothing, I will be nothing. Suddenly, the serpent lurches forward, tossing me into the bodies. It's stomach contents jostling. I scramble in its guts for footing. I clutch and find the cold, steely bones of the giant snake's iron spine. I fasten it with straps and give it a powerful yank. And the creature leaps forward faster with the force of a tank, thrashing from side to side with all of its might until it bursts through the bedrock and into the moonlight. It launches and crashes upon the beach with a boom, expelling me and the others from its multiple wounds. Waiting there to meet us on the isle are our three queens, along with our children, spouses, and other refugees. A welcome of wine awaits, but first I turn and see the injured giant iron snake slipping back beneath the sea. As it heals itself, our eyes meet, and alas, the creature speaks. It says, Stand clear of the closing doors, please.